Why this so smooth? Welcome to MDF Instruments Crafting Wellness Podcast. I'm really excited today to introduce you. Uh, not only is he an amazing dancer on TikTok, you might recognize him from that, but he's also an ICU nurse. And um, he's got a really interesting, fun story to talk about how he got into ICU nursing. His name is Daniel. Um, I'm currently an ICU nurse and, well, actually I'm a travel ICU nurse now. So there's uh, two locations I work in, Morristown Medical Center, which is North Jersey, and Perd BM and Virtua Voorhees in New Jersey as well. Yes, travel nursing. I know that's become a, a big thing after the pandemic or during the pandemic. I think a lot of people went into travel nursing. I'm excited to touch base on that, but kind of really? just starting out, how did you get into nursing? Why did you choose nursing? I feel like everybody has a, a story that kind of like lights them up or why they got into it. And did you always know that you wanted to get into healthcare? All right. Well, to be completely honest, my nationality is Filipino. So... <laughs> I am embedded to be in healthcare regardless, but luckily I was not forced into it. <laughs> I, was, I was just, you know, a, a typical college boy, didn't know what to do with my life. And my parents asked me if I want to try nursing. I eventually got into, like uh, I did a program, I somehow got accepted, which I was truly thankful because now that I'm actually in, actually in at the bedside and actually working in, like it's really, it's re really inspiring. It's it's a it's a great feeling in, in what I do to, to others. and. I'm I'm just so happy that I actually got into this um, to this uh, profession. So, how long have you been in nursing, uh, ICU nursing, as well as travel nursing? How long have you been doing it? So, ICU nursing three years. Um, prior hand, I did med search for another three years, then subacute rehab, long term care for another four years. So, yeah, we're going up close to almost eleven years in nursing and travel nursing. In between my ICU ICU career is one year. I love it. Okay, so do you have a specialty within the ICU? Yes, yeah, so um, I currently, but my current special is medical ICU, but I float in between the surgical ICU, and sometimes I will get floated to the CCU, which is the cardiac ICU, but medical is like my forte, respiratory, pulmonary, sepsis, that's like my, my GI bleeds, that's my number one thing. Can you describe kind of what you do in your job and your specialty? I know that for nurses, I talk about this a lot. It seems like there's so many things you can do with your career. There's so many directions you can go. It's not like one linear path. You can always further your education and go over here and try this specialty. So can you just talk a little bit about your current specialty and what your day in life kind of looks like and what you do in that specialty? Absolutely. So in the medical ICU, so... It's it's a really I would say ICU is um it's a different um different kind of type of nursing. So when when I get into the I get into work, um I get report. I basically get report from my, from my fellow nurses. Since I have two patients, max three sometimes, depending on staffing, of course, I actually dedicate my time after report to actually endeavor and how like I research the patient like in and out. So. Within the 15, 20 minutes, I have his, the patient's whole entire story. I know the patient in and out. And within, within that time frame, this is when um, the doctors make rounds in the morning. So I expect that they expect me to have like, like a lot of information within an hour of even being in the building. So that we do rounds. Then during the course of the day, we I treat the patient, assess them, give them medications. We titrate like very important medications, like medication to bring up their blood pressures antibiotics, um, medication to um, 
to manage their, their heart rhythms. What else? Sometimes if they need um, additionally antibiotics, blood products, different type of medications to, um, to make sure the patient um, stays hemodynamically stable and safe. Oh, yeah, I know the ICU has got to be intense. So I know that nurses talk a lot about, um, you know, safe staffing patient ratios. And um, I know in the state of California, they actually do have laws in place where nurses oh. have uh, passed a certain number of patients. Where you are, do you have any uh, laws in place like that? Or in the ICU, is it different? Like you only are, when you're in the ICU of nursing, it's like you can only have three patients max. I want to say we're lucky and where I'm currently working at because in, in New Jersey, it's, it's like a... Um, it's, it's, it varies to where you work at. So like standard is two patients. If you're short staff, three is max, but they try to make that like, um, so the acuity of the patient loaded is fair. Because you, you, of course you won't have like three extremely sick patients. So they try to make it like tolerable throughout your shift. But I was told in, in um, California where they, they have it really good there. They have um, mandated ratios, which is really nice. And mandated breaks, which we don't have because sometimes, you know, depending on how busy we are, sometimes we really don't have breaks, which is very unfortunate. And that's how burnout ended up happening to, to staffing. It's just. When you talk about not having breaks, you mean like on your 12 hour shift, sometimes you don't have time. Yeah. So, cause I know I've seen it a lot where nurses talk about like, I didn't, I don't even have time to pee. It's, it's not good. You're human too. And you need, you need to take a breather. I mean, 12 hour shifts are not, no, no joke, especially in the ICU. It's, 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 it's crazy. Cause like, sometimes like you'll have, like, you'll have two patients and you'll have like extremely smooth shit with that. Nothing, you know, nothing happening. It's just, just going by, um, just, 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 um, just going by the day. But there are some days you'll be in one patient's room for maybe two or three hours straight, not even getting out of the room, which is insane because the patient's so unstable. But the great thing about the ICU is that, um, well, at least where I work at, is like the teamwork is so, it's amazing. Like it, you don't even have to ask for help. People are there with, um, there with you, even though, even when the patient is um, unstable. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm very thankful for work at. And healthcare workers have to support each other because it does take, it's such a collaborative team effort to get a patient well, get them out the door healthy and in one piece. Um, so I know that it's, it's not always the easiest thing. I had my mom, she was in the ICU for like nine days, a couple of years ago. And just as a family member of her, you know, I'm really concerned and worried and stressed out. And just knowing that she had an amazing healthcare team behind her, making, caring for her. And you could tell that they genuinely wanted to make her better. It, it brought so much peace to me that um, it just made the whole thing a lot better than I, I, I kept my mental health, which, you know, if, if, with, if not for them, I don't know if I would have uh, survived it. Do you primarily work day shifts or night shifts, or are you kind of changing around between day and night right, right now? I am such a day shift nurse. Like I try, I primarily a day shift. Like um, I try the night shift life, which is I do like it better by the, um, of, um of, not I would say not difficulty, but the, the flow and night shift is, is way better. And my staff is actually very fun too as well because <laughs> they stick together because they don't have as much resources as day shift. But day shift is is busy, but we have more resources around us to to get by. <laughs> so, but I will take day shift all day for my mental health <laughs> yeah yeah it's no joke I mean they're talking like blackout curtains and like probably feeling like a zombie for most of the day like when you wake up and not being out not being able to actually sleep after 
a yep. shift because it's your brain is like, well, it's the daytime now I'm awake. And then, you know, you do that three days in a row and you're fried. Yeah. I don't know how people do that uh, any long-term wise, but thank goodness they do because we need them. Some people love it. Some people say, I will never go to days. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it just seems like that people are one way or the other, they either love night shift or they're like, no, 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 I'm a day shifter. So what brought you into what brought you into travel nursing specifically after your career and just since you're more recently into travel nursing the last year, were you inspired by something or do you have the travel bug? I want to talk a little bit about why you got into travel nursing, how difficult it was to get into it, because I know that you have to be licensed in the state that you're traveling to and just kind of a lot of logistics. I know you're married and have two beautiful girls, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes gorgeous, two gorgeous angels. Um, so yes. just kind of want to talk about what life is like as a travel nurse and, and why and how you got into that. Uh, life in a travel nurse, you know what? In the beginning, it was rough because I was not used to being comfortable where, where I was at originally. Because, you know, you're when you when I first got into it last year, it was um, I took my first assignment in Morristown Medical Center. Um, just basically the first thing is I have to leave my kids for three or four days. That, that's, that was the first hardest thing. Leaving them was rough. But when, when, we, when I got there, I had to adjust to um, how how this hospital does things compared to what I'm used to, um, the, like, the different type of documentation I need to do. Thankfully, the, um, this charting system was the same that I was used to. So that was a huge plus. That, that took a huge weight off my shoulders. And like just knowing how, like who to reach, where things are, and the constant floating and learning new people. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe a month in getting to learn everything, things got better. And like I said, I, I, I luckily, I lucked out with this one because they were, um, the way how they run things is they, I'm self-scheduling, which is a huge, huge plus because most, uh, most places just tell you what their needs are and that's what it is, what it is. Um, what else? They try to, they treat me like staff, first of all, and that's another thing. So if I was in one place or not, like uh, one place the day before, because I usually do my stretch three or four in a row, they try to keep me in the same area the whole entire time and save patients, which is amazing for continuity. But, you know, intermittently, I'll have to switch somewhere else if I'm truly needed, like, you know, if I'm truly needed there. Where have you been uh, for a travel nursing so far? Just one area? <laughs> like, I, I, I've been extending the same, it's oh, two okay. hours. So, like, um, I live in South Jersey um, and, um, yeah, near Atlantic City. And where I work at is in North Jersey near New York if that kind of gives you a nice okay, sense. Okay, so that's like a, what, like a two hour commute for you? Yeah, about two hour. So, so how does two. that work? Are you actually like driving home after your long shift or are you just like three days on and like then come home and like stay in a hotel or Airbnb or something? Exactly. So I stayed at a hotel. So I made a good rapport with this hotel I've been staying at and they, they gave me a travel nurse rate. Instead of me doing a whole month there, they just give me the days that I need for that current rate. So it's, I've, I haven't... I end up having a very nice system. I, I, I'm very blessed and thankful of how everything worked out for me. I love I, that. I love that. And then you're just two hours away in case there is something, you know, the family needs emergency or if you're just missing the little one so much, you know, and you have the energy. <laughs> plus is that I know like, I, I miss my kids and all, but I sleep a lot more when I'm away from them for a little bit. So it's... Yes. How old, <laughs> how old are your girls? I have a three and an eight-year-old girl and two, three and a year girls and a, and a baby boy due next month. Oh my gosh, you you have one on the way too. He's gonna have to join the TikTok dances. Oh, you know it. I, I, I three year old is. 
I love it. I love it so much. Well, yeah. And then maybe eventually, you know, you'll be going uh, other places, traveling to other places. But I mean, I, I love that you really took the idea of travel nursing and made it work for you in a way that you don't have to do the traditional way. Oh, I'm going to California or something. You are, I'm, I'm two hours away. I'm in, I'm still remotely close and I'm still travel nursing. So you still get to experience the different, you know, different places of work, meet new people, have new patients and the contract rates I'm sure are better. But don't get me wrong. I will be going to California one of these days. We need to take nurses over there too. We will take all the help we can get. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I will take the food down there too as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The food is so good. Yeah. You have to let me know when you come by and I'll, I'll make some suggestions for you because absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so instruments. We are foodies. So the owners <laughs> of the company taught me a lot about some really good like remote spots. Yes. You can get any kind of food you possibly want. You can, if you can imagine it, in California, you can find it and you can uh -huh. Like the authentic, real, real deal. That's, I think I love, that's what I love most about California is just like the diversity and especially in the culture of eating, you get to try yeah. all the food. <laughs> Other, oh man, like, like, trust me, I'd move to the West Coast any yeah. day. Family. It's funny because all the East Coasters want to go West and all the West Coasters want to go East. It's really <laughs> funny because, you know, it, it, it like never fails. All the college kids, when they're about ready to go to college, they all want to go to the East Coast. And then I feel like a lot of the East Coasters are like, I want to go to California. And they're just like switching places. So we have a lot of East Coasters on the West Side. I would love to talk to you about mental health, how you're coping with not getting burned out. A lot of nurses who don't get to take their breaks or they're just really overwhelmed. Um, sometimes they're picking up extra shifts just to make a little bit more money or because the need is there, uh, especially after the pandemic or during the, I guess, technically still COVID. Um, but I just kind of wonder for you, how do you separate being in an, I, an ICU nurse? Because I know that things don't always go the way that you hope that they do. And so I'm sure you have those days. What do you do for yourself to come back to zero, to cope with just the stress of the job and making sure that you're not taking on too much of that when you leave? For me personally is, um, I like to exercise. So if I, working out in the gym is like, that's how I get my, all my stress out and just for my, for my mental health. But as you remember during, um, during the pandemic time in 2020, when all the gyms closed and guess what's introduced to me? It was TikTok. So all this TikTok dancing and everything that was actually for, for my mental health. So I was doing a lot of humor. I was doing a lot of jokes, you know, just like, um, sometimes like, sometimes like, uh, I will never go dark humor because, you know, that always can be controversial. But that was the way of me expressing myself of my frustrations and just, you know, I'm, as you see, I'm, I'm, I'm have very happy-go-lucky, but you're right. It's, it can be very stressful at times. There are some days I came home, you know, very stressed out. Like, um, I try, I try and I emo like I'm emotionally distressed, but then working out, dancing and my kids, my kids were the, actually the ones that always keep me upright and keep my head level being, you know, being their father, I have to make sure I can stay strong for them. So I just kept myself uh, up and going and honestly, just, just see the best in everything. Cause as long as you meet, as no, no matter how hard you try to do some things, it's, you know, it's just some things you can't control. So workout, fitness, family, um, making time for yourself really helps as well. They're going out and um, 
going just even just grabbing lunch or, or dinner with a family or a, a loved one or best friend that helped me mentally you know and um my advice for everybody is really do um do something for yourself don't always don't overwork yourself there's some people that work like 30 days in a row and of course they're making great money that's awesome but in the end mentally you know it's it, it will take a toll on you in the, in the long run just just make sure take make sure you have self-care for yourself and you'll, you'll get through it. Cause there's, I know a lot of people that are getting very burned out lately. It's very unfortunate and people are leaving bedside for that reason. Yeah, I know it's, it's definitely been an issue. I think even before the pandemic happened, you know, all, obviously there was always issues with burnout um, just because you guys, you healthcare workers, you're away from your families for holidays and you're working really long shifts and you're there for people's most, vulnerable times and with stressful times. And then sometimes people are taking that out on you. And there's a lot of mistreatment in nursing, especially just patients with, you know, going a little nutso and hitting, hitting you or yelling at you, screaming at you. I mean, it's, it's not a job for the faint of heart, but I think the thing that I've learned the most is in healthcare, it takes a certain kind of heart to do it. Like there's a, there's an empathy there. There's a kindness there. There's a, a desire to want to, um, help other people and be there for them and make them better. And so naturally those traits are drawn to into healthcare. And so we have to really, I think, uh, work better and work harder at protecting um, healthcare workers because uh, they are already naturally give givers and um, and then they're put in positions where they can be taken advantage of or they're not taking their breaks even though that they should have them because they don't feel like they have time to even go to the restroom. Um, and so I kind of just, I loved it to talk with you a little bit about um, advice for people who are um, not taking that time for themselves or have you yourself found yourself being like, oh, I don't have time to go to the bathroom. Or, I don't have time to eat today because I've got so much going on. How do you, um, how do you handle it? And then how do you wish you handled it? I guess like, cause in the moment you're like, oh, I can just, you're going to be more prone to maybe put your needs on the back burner. Um, so kind of just would love to hear a little bit about that. And then also just being a male nurse, I would love to touch base on that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for, on that end, like put, putting my needs in the back burner, that's, that happens a lot. Cause like, especially during like uh, very, very busy shifts, like you don't even think about going to the bathroom. Like it's just, you're doing without even thinking. Then by the time, let's say it's like, it's like 10 o'clock when, when things are going down and by the time it's three o'clock, you don't even realize you're like, holy smokes, like where did the time go? Then, well, when you finally sit down and get ready to, like, you know, you have time, you're like, oh crap, I have to use the bathroom and something happens again. It's just this is the time when you rely on your coworkers. This the support. The support is very, very, very important. And how I see things that if you, for for the most part, if you support somebody else and they support you, it's a, a revolving door. So there are times like you, like I will help my coworker when they're in need. And when that times happens to me, then they'll cover me. And even even for five to ten minutes, it's that five to ten minutes is extremely important because. You know, you don't know when that time's going to happen again. Get me? Um, and for people, I would say just for, um, I, I used to skip breaks too. That's another thing too. Because my, my focus before was I want to get out on time. I would skip my breaks and just keep documenting or catch up for, for what I've done missing. What I've learned about that is that mentally you, throughout your shift, you're not as sharp 
as you would be if you took that break because 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 mentally you're you're getting drained and when you're as as you work you're not working as effectively as you should be so that i would say breaks are extremely important important and don't skip them <laughs> extremely extremely important just if you have a chance please 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 take your breaks and just make your time just to even use the bathroom or even take a drink of water you have to make sure you take care of yourself in order to take care of others effectively effectively is very important <laughs> <laughs> and, and for being a male nurse it's it's extremely easy going to the bathroom too as well i can take a bathroom <laughs> just like that compared to my to my lady co-workers you know they can take a little bit of time because that's more work with so it's mm -hmm. i have that's one thing of being a benefit and another thing too i have to make sure i keep the seat down because if not i will get big trouble from the whole entire unit <laughs> yeah you'll have all of them after you huh <laughs> absolutely oh and they know exactly who did it too that's the best part unless i mean now there's a lot more male nurses before but i remember starting nursing i remember i would when they see that happen i was a target and i would hear it for the whole entire day in a funny way they're not really yeah, just, just joking around with each other, like siblings, kind of, because you spend so much time together. It's like you're spending more time with them than you are your family for those three days or whatever for, the, for that schedule. Absolutely. It's so interesting, though. I, I love, um, I, I want to just say that your TikTok dances are amazing. And I love, you know, we, we hold a lot of stress and tension in our bodies. And I feel like the older we get, like when we're kids, we just move around all these fun ways. We're not, we're not shy about it. We're not like self-conscious. We're just like doing weird things, like moving our bodies. And I feel like as we get older, we kind of just restrict ourselves more. We hold it in and we don't move our bodies. And I think dance is such a great way to take all that stress and pent up energy that you have and like get it out of your body, express it, have fun with it, dance with your kids. I know um, I saw this woman, uh, she wasn't in healthcare, but she was on TikTok and she had gone through some loss and she decided to dance for five minutes every single day and she recorded herself doing it and as she did it she just grew happier and happier and happier and happier and dance became movement became a way for her to cope with her mental stress and her trauma and just like being able to heal her heart and her mind and her soul through moving through music and so I I love the dancing I hope you keep it up <laughs> thank you thank you I'm Trust me, I, I I love doing it and it's it's great cardio like it's a it's a free workout <laughs> What advice, like if you could go back and tell your younger self something that you wish you knew or advice or just advice for other people, do you have any little golden nugget for us of just uh, something you wish you knew or something you would tell your younger self? For nursing, I would, what I recommend for anybody who's getting into it is to work in the healthcare field before you, before you get licensed and actually start working in the field. Because before nursing, I used to work at a fast food joint and it's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> like it, I, it was a huge culture shock when I was working uh, behind the desk there and, and in fast food. Then when I became a nurse and taking care of people, other sick people, it was it was a huge culture shock. But it was a great way to, you know, it, eventually you you get resilient and you work into it. But I'm like I would say working in the field, you can get into specialties a little easy if you work in a specialty you would like to work at. Like I know a lot of techs or CNAs working in ICU are right now. And when they graduate, they already have a job aligned with them as long as their manager likes them. So it's, that's a huge, huge thing I would recommend for people, especially if they're trying to get into specialties. And going back to uh, just just uh, what I would tell my, my, my younger self is um, I would say first thing, 
uh, think uh, financially, I think uh, smart financially. <laughs> That's one huge thing. Um, I was thankful for my parents growing up for helping me through school and, and pay and, and to help pay for my school. So I was like debt free getting out. So I was able to do what I need to do afterwards, but I was still being, um, I was still not being financially smart. So there's a lot of things I could have done. I could have like, like my dream now is I wish I was able to invest in properties and sell them or rent them out, but I don't have that type of money to do that. Or I would say just, just, Take care of yourself financially, and another thing mentally too. Just make sure you're you're around people that are a positive influence in your life. Because I've I've had both ends. I, I have a, a small crowd of people that I like to hang out with, and they're the and honestly, they're my family. They're the best friends I've ever had in my life, and I will never turn my back on them. And there are people that I work with in the field that push me to keep going up. Don't stay where I'm at. Don't stay stagnant where you're at. Just keep building yourself to where I've been. And that's why where I, I worked myself up from working in substitute rehab all the way up to ICU, because my goal is to eventually be a nurse practitioner, which is why I go into the ICU field, just so I have a, such a diversity of the healthcare career to mend myself to be a more effective practitioner, if that makes sense. I love that. That was going to be my next question was like, where did you see your career going? Like, what did you, where do you want to go with it? Because I know with nursing, like it's never ending. You can yeah. maneuver and change and you can keep going, getting, become an, an NP and go on and do all kinds of public health. And I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. So uh, I love hearing the NP thing. I love that. Um, I think, uh, is that something you would do? Maybe, do you have an idea of what that timeline looks like or are you just kind of feeling it out right now? It's start clinicals next month. Oh. <laughs> so they, uh, it's guesstimated as long as everything goes smoothly about one year. So by, by next, by actually, yeah, 2023 um, winter time is, is when I should be graduating and walking. And um, it's nerve wracking because like, you know it's getting here. Like, you know, I had thoughts of just just taking a break and just keep working more, but if I feel like if I stop, it's you know getting back at it will, will be very very hard. So just just keep pushing and thriving and don't give up, especially your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just goes back to the advice you would give your younger self, like, oh, I wish I had gotten that cover I really liked and not waited, or I wish I would have yeah. invested in property. It's like you're investing in yourself now, so do it now, get it over with, get it done, so that future you. Future Daniel's like, yes, I'm so glad past me did that. <laughs> but Absolutely. I, I, my brother always makes a joke when I'm like, hey, you know, my little brother, I'll give him a little bit of hard time. I'm like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that right now. Like you should be doing on this. And he always says, oh, well, that's, that's future Thomas's problem. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, you can take the opposite spin of it too. And it's like, well, the, the decisions you're making now in your life are going to affect the future you. So whatever you're cultivating and creating now is, is you're going to be your future. So that's something I always like to think about. Um, I really like to live in the moment and take it day by day, but the decisions and choices that you you use with your time and how you spend it and what you're doing with your life does affect future version of yourself. Uh, so I think that's, that's awesome advice too. Absolutely. I love it. I love it because and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, how did you come across MDF and yeah, I love, love, love the set Oh, good, good. Everybody rec- I, I complimented at work and across it. I, I remember back in the day when I used to do a lot of collaborations with the other companies, um, 
one was all heart um all, all heart scrubs yes yeah. did um a takeover with them they, they were like, uh, mdf um dominated there it was mdf and of course Lindman, of course uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yep eventually like i end up getting my own um because you know there was something at home just to take a blood pressure but then i realized like wow this this cheap stethoscope is better than my uh, expensive stethoscope that i have <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like this is nice like i remember it was, i just recently this past week i was I, I can hear murmurs better it's just amazing of the quality and i was like you know what from now on i'm i'm dedicated now <laughs> i love it so i was going to ask you being in the icu um yeah. do you use mostly like the adult attachment are you going to pediatric are you switching back and forth is there ever a need for you to do an infant attachment or what are you primarily using i primarily used um the adult side that, that's the, the, the best i use you can i can use the other side for for another reason like for, for like dialysis patients but I, I very rarely get hemodialysis patients, so I'm just so amazed by this, um, by the the quality of the pericardial titanium. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm so glad you like it. One of my like, one of my goals, and and just generally in my career, is to if there's ever disaster or if there's any kind of medical missions, I would love, 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 love to be part of that. Because you know, because I feel I feel like we're um, we're very lucky in our country that we have. I mean, don't get me wrong, healthcare is extremely expensive, but we have a lot more to give and get compared to like 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 uh, for my family in the Philippines that it's pay or nothing. You know, it's we they don't have that luxury of getting the help that they need unless they have the money, which is why they always resort resort to family here that can give them the money to do so because they don't make as much as we do. It's yeah, I, I would love I would love 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 to be do something that in the future. I love that. I think you should. I um you know. Access to healthcare is, it's a human right, I think. You know, healthcare is a human right. And um, we all should be able to be a healthy version of ourselves and be able to not have to choose between medication or dying, you know, our left leg or dying. Like we, we, right. <laughs> we need to. Like, yeah, you're absolutely correct. You're yeah, so right. right. It's so much of it, especially like globally, is just, it's so preventative. It's vaccines, it's, you know, it's, it's, diabetes, blood pressure, like these things that you can fix before they turn into worse problems later down the line. Absolutely. It's, it's like a gamble if you don't know. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is. <laughs> well, I would love for you to share your social media handles, uh, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere else you are that people who want to come along, follow your journey, check out, you know, as you become a nurse practitioner and your, of course, your dance moves, because who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> I gotta do more. Go ahead and give us the social media handle. Absolutely, my my like like I have my Instagram and TikTok. They're both the same. It's at merce underscore liga d. So it's m as in Mary u r s e underscore l i g a dot d. Merce liga d. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if anybody knows about the NurseCon community. So it's Nurse Blake community. He has like an app. So I'm one of their educators. You can actually see me there too as well. And it's actually free for free CEUs. And you'll see me there as well, trying to be a little goofy and educate at the same time as well. I love it. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining our Crafting Wellness podcast. It has been such a pleasure having you on and talking with you. And I can't wait to see more dance moves. And I can't wait to see you as you journey into the nurse practitioner realm. Uh, We're excited for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.